0: Hello. This is Maybe Baby, the podcast for the parentally undecided, and it's part two of the halfway Q and I'm Kate Lawler,
1: and I'm Bodge.
0: Why do you have to say it like that?
1: There's no other interesting way of introducing <laughs> myself, is there?
0: In another language, Bonjourna. No, come on, you speak Czech.
1: Ahoy, Yasin Bodge. <laughs> there you go. I
0: do it in Czech again.
1: Ahoy, Yasin Bodge. <laughs> I don't know I did it in that kind of singy accent, but...
0: I really like that.
1: Do you? Yeah. Maybe we can teach our kids check.
0: So, thanks to everybody <laughs> who heard last week's episode, the uh, halfway Q&A part one. If this is the first time you're hearing maybe baby, I should point out that nowadays, my feelings on having kids, well, they change as frequently as the weather. Because one minute I say to Bodge, if we did have a baby, what would you want to call it? The next I'll be crying in bed because I can't sleep thinking about how much I don't think I'll ever come around to wanting one.
1: Yeah, I have to deal with this kind of back and forth flip-flopping. Just just kind of get on with it, really. I'm sorry.
0: You have to deal with that. You're a right?
1: massive flip-flop.
0: Am You're... I your favourite flip-flop? <laughs> this week I'm into it. Come on. Yes. It's a good week no, for you. it's a good week.
1: It's a good week. I'm
0: honestly feeling like next year I might be ready to start trying. Then I was tagged in a post on Instagram and the video showed the moment... A baby was born via C-section. My word. (laughs) Graphic is an understatement, although it was fascinating. Yeah. It looked like a smooth, silky, algae green balloon forcing its way out of a stomach. And then you kind of see this tiny baby who look like Alan Brazil from Talk Sport, which is what all babies look like when they're born. And then the sack disintegrates. Also, how big was the baby's nutsack?
1: It was an interesting body part to be so large as it was.
0: I've since found out it's completely normal as well. Apparently, it's the extra fluid that newborns can sometimes carry.
1: There you go. We learn something all the time. And look, forgive me, everyone who's watched 24 Hours in A&E and One Born Every Minute. We, we've never watched those. So... I had no idea what was involved. And it turns out what's involved is some kind of spatula spade. I'll share it on my
0: stories. It is mind-blowing. I watched it three times, maybe even more, because I didn't realise that when the woman is cut in the lower abdomen or pubic bone in order to have a baby via c-section yeah. how much it looks like a shark bite which <laughs> is basically what I thought my fanny would look like after giving birth anyway but still it's it was shocking
1: yeah it's, I mean when people go it's a proper operation and you go yeah yeah it's an operation but looking at that you're like it's a fucking operation
0: so this question came in from Emma Stevens she says I'm actually questioning whether or not to have a second baby please can you include this topic in your podcast
1: Well, uh, not the next thing episode but the episode after that we're talking to someone who's had one kid and was debating having another which is you know when i came into this i always thought i would want two kids yeah it's a pretty important question and actually looking at the effort you have to put in and all of that stuff i i'd be happy with one now
0: Yay.
1: That's how I get her in.
0: Kat says, what's your biggest fear of having versus not having a baby? Good question, Kat. And I guess my answer to that won't be short because I'm a worrier about every aspect of life. I worry about not bonding with my baby, um, not enjoying life as a mum, losing my freedom, my relationship with Bodge possibly changing, having to take time off work, not earning any money because I won't get Uh, maternity pay because I'm self-employed. So those are my biggest fears apart from giving birth. And I guess my biggest fear of not having a baby, I just, I genuinely do not have any fear of not having a baby. And that includes the fear of regressing it later on in life. Sorry, Bodge, I know that will pain you for me to say that. Fuck you. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) What's your biggest fear of having versus not having? I know you're not literally having, but what's your biggest fear of us having a baby?
1: Um... What the best bit of this has been? My fear always was was the lack of sleep that people talk about, and you see couples just degenerating in front of your eyes yeah. where they're just no longer getting along because it's just like, oh, "My baby is in charge, and my baby's decided to stay up all night no for the last." Doing an impression year. Of
0: Russell Kane. Yeah,
1: I know, it was funny. I can't help it. Why
0: do you want to be Russell Kane? I want to
1: be him. I want to be his best mate. Do you want um, me to
0: buy you a black wig? <laughs>
1: Now, I think I was remembered. we went to Bali uh, about six months into our relationship, which was a bad holiday. But anyway, we're going to put that aside. It was aside. really bad. It was really bad for several reasons. But anyway. We went, it was on my birthday, on my 30th birthday, I think. Yeah. And I'm a soppy git. So we went to the zoo (laughs) because I love animals. That was fun. It was fun. And then do you remember we went to see, they were feeding the piranhas. I
0: know exactly what
1: you're going to say, the family. And there was a family there and there was a man and a woman and there's a kid screaming. And they were talking to each other like they just hated each other. And that's my fear. I would never want to get to the point where you just hate the other person.
0: However, we don't know what was going on with that family at that time. Yeah, and it course. could have been a really bad day for them. But I think there's always going to be a fear that we'll end up hating each other. But surely that's the same with all couples, whether they have kids or not. This is from Bex. Kate, is it just the baby part or having kids for life that puts you off?
1: Yes. You see, I. This is, I think this... For you, you always talk about kids as if they're always going to be like 18 months old and just like shitting everywhere.
0: Yeah. But since doing this podcast, got to say, the first year is what initially terrified me. Nappy changing, screaming child, not able to communicate, teething, uh, breastfeeding, all of that. But after speaking with Russell Kane and hearing how toddlers are, and I quote Ted Bundy psychopathic little bleeps, it's kind of everything. And then... And And then on the back of Russell Kane, there was a comment saying, "Oh, if Russell Kane thinks that they're little gits when they're toddlers, wait till they get to teenagers. I've only recently started thinking about what a shit I was as a teenager. (laughs) So you've got babies, you've got toddlers, you've got teenagers, puberty. You've got, it's never ending.
1: What would your dad and mum say about you now?
0: I don't know.
1: Come on, you do What do do you want me to say?
0: My mum and dad are really happy that they had four kids and at the ages they had them.
1: Yeah, but that's not the point. If okay, you're saying sorry that all, if I missed no, it. no, 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 but if you're saying all kids are terrorists for life, ask your parents. They love you. Honestly, my parents
0: are lucky that we were okay. But you just said I was, a, said what a, I was what a, a shit, shit as a teenager. Yeah, exactly. I ran away from home. I hid under my friend Alice Hamer's bed, and she <laughs> gave me fish fingers. Anyway, I look at the relationship I've got with my parents now, and it's great. I'm lucky, but there's no guarantees in life that you will get on with your parents, that you will have a good relationship with them, that you'll even live anywhere near. Yeah, them. but there's no
1: guarantee of anything. All you do is try. You just try. You try and bring up the kids as best you can. You try and have the best relationship that you can with them. You try and learn from your parents' mistakes. You then make your own (laughs) mistakes and you try not to fuck them up. Good advice. I feel like I'm talking to a therapist. I'm not a therapist. But you should be. Have you ever thought about changing jobs? Absolutely not. I mean, I'm not really... I've just about got a handle on my own problems. (laughs) I really don't feel I'd be in a good position to give anyone advice.
0: Did you ever consider separating due to different views on baby making? yes no. oh
1: brilliant yes <laughs> brilliant
0: <laughs> we did didn't we no i thought we once spoke i like, had a deeper meaningful going on here we go we best split up then if we want different you've things you've always
1: i think you threatened to split up with me about 20 times in our relationship yeah. none of them ever because of anything i've done dramatic she's very dramatic Listen, the best way to go out of a Kate Lawler, if you've got one in your life, <laughs> is just be very patient and don't take anything they say seriously. Just take, like, the average of everything.
0: No, look, we've never seriously considered separating due to our different views on baby making. Hopefully we never have to have that conversation. That's all I can say on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Christina Thomas, do you have a time frame in which a decision will be made? My man and I are 32 with no kids yet.
1: I don't think there's a time I think uh, age is the thing that's against us yeah
0: age is not on my side anymore i'm 40 next year which is why we're doing the podcast and which is why i'm really asking myself okay do you definitely not want kids because if you do possibly now is the time to really think about having them so Mm. a time frame i guess if we're going to be totally honest possibly next year we might start trying but that's if i'm ready do you remember when you said when i said to you two years ago ask me at the beginning of next year about kids and then you did and I wasn't ready and then I said ask me in January 2019 and then we spoke we had a deeper meaningful in January you said Kate you did ask me to tell you that to have this conversation I was like still not ready so I keep putting it off so who knows what will happen next year Do you know
1: what she's so just irresponsible with everything I could probably get her pregnant quite easily <laughs> Just on the sly. Even
0: with wine, which I'm doubting right now. <laughs> joking, joking. <laughs> I've only had three glasses. Um, Hassan Nori didn't ask a question, but responded to our request for questions with this message. Hey, just wanted to blow my regards from Saudi Arabia all the way to the UK. Cheers, Hassan.
1: We have got a couple more questions that came into the email. Okay, great. This was quite an interesting one. This is from Madeline Norman. She said, hey, it would be interesting to hear from someone child-free due to the climate change concerns we are facing.
0: Thanks for that question, Madeline. Now, we're a bit of a silly podcast, so I doubt we're equipped to deal with such uh, serious issues like climate change and not having kids because of it. But I saw an article the other day um, and it was all about antinatalism, which I'd never heard of before. I forwarded the article to Bodge and you had a lot to say, didn't
1: you? I personally don't agree with this at all. Oh. Everyone has their right to choose whatever they want to choose. Well. But I can also disagree. With that choice, mm-hmm. like my personal position. So if you don't know anti-natalists, they basically believe that reproducing is morally wrong.
0: They are against procreation. Yeah. One thing they are for is sex. Right. But they're against procreation. I mean,
1: making it difficult, aren't they?
0: If you think about it, it's quite a philosophical view. Yeah, I, no,
1: I, I, listen, I totally get the, ph- the kind of philosophy behind it. The problem I have with it is it's fucking nonsense.
0: Well, I can kind of relate to it because I worry about everything. The world is overpopulated. Climate change, terrorism, Trump... Brexit, the threat of nuclear war, bringing a child into the world where all of this exists absolutely terrifies me. However, okay. I am quite extreme. I worry about everything far too much.
1: Okay, let me give you the counter argument. Let's go back 200 years. Go. Okay, your average life expectancy was probably about 50. Mm-hmm. If you're working class, it was probably closer to 40. You basically had the biggest amount of poverty there possibly was. There was constantly war. There was no sanitation. There was no electricity. Where we live now is the most, in terms of time, is the most civilised, the best access to healthcare, um, the best possible environment. Yes, climate change is a huge, huge problem. And it's one that we're hopefully addressing because there's more and more attention on it. But I don't agree that not having children will help climate change. But
0: I guess what these antenatalists are doing is simply looking at the world right now. They're not comparing it to what it was like bringing up a child during world war 1 or 2 but i totally see your point and yeah we are living longer
1: but i don't think it makes a difference we are living in the best times for humanity In all of humanity. Are
0: we though? It feels like the worst time there is a threat on the existence of our planet and there wasn't 200 years ago. Why would you want to bring a child into the world when there is a potential threat against
1: humanity? Because there's always been a potential threat against humanity. Always world wars. There's always been... If you look at the Black Plague, something like 17 million people died across Europe imagine how easy it would be to go well no one's going to survive this this is going to be forever because they didn't know any better we may as well not have any kids yeah it's very self-indulgent to think that the time you live in now is the worst possible time and we're all, this is the worst thing and we shouldn't have any children i'm sorry but i just totally disagree with it
0: so on next week's episode an antenatalist will be joining us
1: <laughs> <laughs> this one's from michelle van gent all the way from la schedules and having a life I'm a total believer in schedules but also want to be able to enjoy our life together without being tied to the house have you ever heard anyone talk about how to maintain a schedule schedule which one is it who knows schedule schedule how to maintain a schedule while living your life for example we are absolutely Disney people and we are
0: absolutely Disney people I love the. already do you know who's
1: not Disney people
0: Ricky Gibb <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Gibb is not Disney
1: we've met the opposite of Ricky Gibb here this is amazing so we are absolutely Disney people and visit Disneyland frequently they have a lot of fun that'd be great will I be able to just let baby feed nap and the carrier on the go during the day or that defeat the concept I mean it, from what Russell said he said once you're 12 weeks in you just have the schedule don't you
0: we're the wrong people to ask about schedules because we haven't had kids
1: do you know what I think this is one of the most important things ahead of having a baby I've said to my mum before listen if we're having a baby we need your help so we need you here three times a week.
0: She has offered. She's offered. Fair.
1: And look, your parents, I'm sure, will offer as well. Nah. nah. <laughs>
0: they genuinely will help. They will. <laughs> whether they like it or not.
1: So you've got my sister. And also, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to work my ass off so we can afford... I don't, a nanny's the wrong word. I don't know what we'd have, but we'd have help.
0: Yeah, I'd like to think if we did have a baby, we'd be able to afford a night nanny. Because it sounds like a dream. Albeit a very expensive dream. But our friends did it. It worked for them. It's obviously not for everybody. Mm. Um, But they woke up fresh in the morning. They weren't grouchy with one another. It's definitely something that I would consider doing if we could afford it. Hello, Amy Hicks. Uh, She asks, on a scale of 1 to 10... Where are you on having babies? I'm presuming one is we're not having them and 10 is I'm pregnant. I'd say right now I was a, I'm was i probably a 6.5 to 7 wow. out of 10, which That's I think big. is quite positive, isn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah. See, I don't get too excited about this stuff though um, because literally next week uh, she'll be like, well, no, I hate kids. It's a two. It's a one. It's a minus five. <laughs> and the thing is, if you're in my position, now, if there's any guys listening, or even if you're a woman and your you know husband fella doesn't feel like they want to have a kid straight away, just don't get too downbeat when they say I don't want to have one. Cause, you know, when Kate's like I'm not interested this week, I don't want to know. I just go okay, fine. But then but at the same time, when you go oh, do you know what we should? I wonder what it'd be like to have our own child, I don't get too excited. I go, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, cool, 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 cool. You're taking it with a pinch of proverbial salt.
1: It's just easier that way, isn't it? Yeah. Don't get your hopes up too high.
0: This came in from Holly. What have you got coming up in the next episodes?
1: Okay, so we have got, uh, next episode is someone who has chosen not to have children. Yeah. Then we have, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, someone who's had a child and has debated having a second we handle the teenage years I suppose yeah we could raising say. children yeah raising children um we are going to go to a fertility clinic which is going to be very exposing i'm sure we haven't done that one yet we're going to talk to our parents yeah it's quite hard to talk to our parents because they they do clam up don't they i
0: feel i feel like we just need to plow them with wine and then we'll get a good interview out of them
1: my mum's um asked to vet the questions beforehand <laughs>
0: Yeah. Martin, let me read the questions I will. <laughs> Can
1: you the stop question. doing an impression of like
0: <laughs> Martin, let me read the questions and I will not take part in the podcast. Okay. It's not how she speaks. It's
1: not how she speaks. She it's speaks awful. so she's
0: got a lovely voice, but you'll hear that when we do the episode.
1: I, f- I feel like you're insulting my mother now. You know you how much I love Suzanne. Them. You always do that impression that makes her sound like she lives in the <laughs> woods on her own and she has like a stick and a knobbly nose.
0: I love your mum. I always call her mummy bee, don't I? Yeah. And um, she doesn't look like that. No, she doesn't. <laughs> and she doesn't live in the forest.
1: No. Um.
0: Also, we hopefully will have a very special guest as well. Yes. Hopefully we can make that work.
1: One last question here, and it's about resentment, which I think is quite an important one to handle. Mm-hmm. So basically along the lines of... Uh, this is from michelle on email if we don't have a kid would i feel resentment and how would i deal with that or on the flip side and i'm kind of adding to this question if we do have a kid would you feel resentment for that which is going to be a lot harder to answer i think the most important thing to do from my point of view is once you make a decision just live with it you just have to embrace the decision that you have if you're constantly thinking about what you don't have That can relate to anything in life, can't it?
0: Yeah, good point. I think it's important not to worry about the things you don't have. And whatever decision we make, we'll just have to live with. And as much as I always worry that you're going to resent me if I don't have a kid or I might resent you if we have a child and I don't for some reason bond with it or I don't enjoy being a mum, we're both grown-ups, we're both adults. It's a decision we're going to have to make and face together.
1: Do you know what? Nothing in life is perfect. Absolutely nothing. If you think about your job, your life, your house, nothing is ever like the fantastic thing you thought it was going to be. So just... Roll with the punches.
0: Right. I think we're done with the uh, second part of the halfway Q&A. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us without a guest.
1: I hope you've enjoyed our waffle.
0: We will be back in a couple of weeks with a lovely comedian who has chosen to live child-free. Yes. And if this is the first time you're listening to Maybe Baby and you enjoy it, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to spread the love, tell your friends and share our podcast.
1: Share with friends.
0: All right, we're off. We're trapping. Bye.